I have never, ever, 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 ever worked on a show that I loved more. I've never worked with producers that I've loved more. I've never, it was unbelievable. Hi, this is Brian Donnelly, and you're listening to the Wayne Holtz Podcast. here and I am filled with Christ's love. No wait, that's not right. I'm actually filled with love for today's guest. Growing up as a gay boy in a Christian environment was an adventure that a lot of us know all too well. Whether it was with family or in a church, the shade to anything queer was real. Like many, I turned to music, movies, and television to escape these more challenging times and in the pivotal year of 2004, I found the film that would end up being my favorite of all time. Saved. A movie too funny for its own good, Saved, in short, explores the world of modern Christianity and what it's like to be an outsider in that world, all without missing a comedic beat. After directing and co-writing Saved, our guests went on to be a part of too many great projects to name, but of course I'll name a few. From teaming up with Glee's Chris Colfer to direct the stacked cast of 2012 Struck by Lightning and working on some iconic shows like Weeds and Pushing Daisies to serving as executive producer and producing director on the CW hit In the Dark and now being a director on the upcoming series that I'm positive will be a hit called School Spirits, which premieres next week, y'all, March 9th on Paramount+. Plus. Holy, holy, holy! Shit. I welcome Brian Donnelly. Hello. Hi. First of all, your voice is so deep. It's awesome. It's a gift, sir. It's such a gift. So um, we always ask our guests um, at the beginning of the the podcast, um, tell us, sir, where in the world are you calling from and what is your environment right now? Got it. I'm calling from Marina Del Rey, looking at boats on the water. I'm sitting at my desk working on the sequel to Saved. And I have water, Zevia, my dog, and uh, my Christmas tree still up because I've been so busy. So that's where I am. <laughs> that sounds like a chaotically beautiful, extremely productive um, environment that I need <laughs> to be in right now. Because, well, I, I don't know if that was a bomb drop or if you're joking, but a sequel to Saved, girl, this is the time. It is. I mean, we have been, we're pitching to MGM in about a month. Um, they, they, um, we have a sequel idea that I think is good. I think it's time. I never wanted to do one before. It feels like with all the crazy going on in the world, um, it's uh, I'm I'm very excited and very nervous about it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well that is news, y'all. Waniacs, you pay attention today. We're gonna, we're getting all the truths. Okay, um, and saved. <laughs> so I'm so excited about that. And okay, I'm putting that on my. Um, my dream list, my spirit board to manifest that it happens. Um, and so <laughs> Saved was my entry into your world, Brian, and what a world, okay? Um, in the movie, I mean, there is a laugh fi every 15 seconds or less, okay? And 
a lot of the movie was actually based on your real life experiences. Um, can you talk to us about turning these darker moments in your life into humor? Yes. First of all, thank you for your kind words about it. Um, that it really means a lot. Um, I think, uh, well, you know, I mean, I was a gay kid at a Christian high school with um, a Jewish girl, and it was really hard. Like, the way I came out, sort of, was I had 50 <laughs> pimply-faced teenagers around me screaming, confess my sins, and I, like, confessed it out loud. Um, uh, and But I also knew... I have to say there's something about me that knew this wasn't it. And when I went to AFI, which is a grad school here in Los Angeles, um, we had to write a script. I was in the directing program and we had to write a script. Um, uh, and so I was thinking like, what do I know? And I thought, Oh, I know this, I know this world. Um, and so that's where it came about. But um um, yeah, that was kind of my experience. It was, it was really, it was harsh. And I'm still friends with a lot of people from that school. A lot of people have reached out through social media and, you know, some people have been incredibly hard, but a lot of people have been, that I went to school with have been, um, it's been very healing. I even got a letter a few years ago from a professor or I'm sorry, professor, <laughs> my professor of high school, um, from a, um, a, prof a teacher who apologized to me. So yeah, hmm. it, it was, um, kind of it in a nutshell. I love that, you know, um, the process of it all. And really, uh, I feel like the movie was probably like kind of a release for you. And maybe for some of these people, it was, uh, the same thing, you know what I mean? A little bit of an epiphany of, of what was actually happening back then. And um, if you take any of the stories in the movie Saved, if y'all haven't seen it, I you know, highly recommend it, obviously. But um, if a lot of those moments are from your life, I mean, there are some crazy, wild things that happened in that movie. What was one of the things from your real life that you were like, this has to be in the film? Um. Well, the only Jewish girl at a, at a, a, a evangelical high school was <laughs> was okay. a big one. Yeah, the girl pregnant was a big one. Um, um, I think any. I'm trying to think. Well, got him. Uh, what else is big one? Um, oh, the um, uh, Mary's mom praying in the closet was a big one. Okay. <laughs> The school assemblies were a big one. Although in my school, we couldn't have, we didn't, weren't allowed to have dancing or anything. Um, uh, so it was very super strict. But we we added that in. They in would have the come script. down on Henry uh, Fay and those those spirit arms. You know what I mean? Her <laughs> <laughs> I worked with Mandy on that dance. I was obsessed with that super dance with her. <laughs> I loved it. But like, has like... to be aggressive not good but also like she's trying really hard i, I still laugh at that of that at that moment um and then there were things that um we well going to research researching like going to christian uh, mega churches and you know stadiums full of um events for christian kids and uh bringing the whole cast to like a um christian um um a mega church and like letting you know speaking in tongues like that is a re everything in the movie oh, is no. a real like it was very important for me that i wasn't just making shit up it was like is this real did this happen how does it happen so i found a, a girl on online who had, when she spoke in tongues she would say i bought a hyundai and untie my bow tie and that <laughs> so we transitioned that into 
you know what it is in the movie <laughs> oh and i forgot to say you know this is a curse friendly environment so please feel free to speak your mind but um yes you know the speaking in tongues really spoke to me i mean a lot of it because i grew up in a lot of that world too and uh i mean it was so spot on you know uh the the portrayal of it uh, in so many ways and uh you know never like i said never missing a beat and you know of course all of those a lot of those beats came from the exceptional cast what a cast i mean from mandy moore come on let's let's talk 90s kids mandy moore jenna malone macaulay culkin patrick fugit mary louise parker i mean the list goes on and on did you have any actors in mind for these characters when you wrote the film yes jenna malone was always in the poster mm. um she was just front and center the whole time um uh, i couldn't think of anyone else as that character and then the other characters was sort of just a process um i think it's it's all over the internet but um, in the original, um, had, uh, uh, oh shit, I just forgot her name. Anne Hathaway was going to play um, Hillary Fay, but right. she uh, dropped out. And then we got, um, and then Heather Matarazzo said, "Hey, I want to give this to Mandy." And then Mandy read it, and she wanted to do it, and it was very exciting. Every I remember our first table read in Vancouver because I think she came on like a week or so before, and the cast was very uncertain about mandy they mm. were like oh you know we have this cast of like you know mandy had a reputation of being a goody two shoes of walk to remember candy all that stuff and then she came in and just killed it in the table read it was one of the best moments where it was like okay yeah we're we're right we're right um and then uh, macaulay was always on board um Cassandra was a huge like search um, trying to find. Um, I mean, we I met with Natasha Leone, I met with Jessica Beale, I met with Leanne Rhymes, and when um, Eva came in, it just felt right. I just I don't know. I, I really I just loved Eva. So that's how I, I really came. thought that she was. Uh, the breakout of the film and I think more of my emotional moments really came with her and then also her with Macaulay and uh, so that was a, a great choice and I mean those eyes anytime she was anywhere you know in a close-up I was just like dazzled and sorry my brain is like you know rippling over all, all many thoughts right now and I'm gonna go right back to the cast but even the way that it was shot also and just like the lighting in the movie is so beautiful another reason Ooh. everyone should watch it it was just so glowy and fresh Bobby Bukowski is the, was the cinematographer we on when they're in this in in the classroom everyone had when we did their close-ups they had like um, a little like baking sheet of water under them so they would have a little Whoa. <laughs> oh. I love my favorite things, but we were very serious about this movie. <laughs> you could see it, and it gives the whole, you know, movie really that angelic clothe that American Eagle, which is what the high school was called, you know, really needed. And I got to tell you, okay, so that makes sense. And you, when you're watching the film, guys, you'll be able to see the way that they are just, I mean, it's like they just got a blood facial, like as uh, the way their skin looks, and it's just like emanating. Um, but the cast is so good. I love Mandy Moore, you know, and, and I love that they were a little bit hesitant about her because I feel like she has you know just enough good girl to like when she goes bad it's just amazing and i mean there has been you know hillary fay is up there you know she's like the regina george of christianity you know like she is that character that just gives and gives the entire film it it was um amazing um hey so were there any moments that you wanted to be in the film that didn't make it in i think only one 
only one is we did this, this is so silly it doesn't even matter but we there's a when we, there's a moment where they're watching tv and there's a um they're watching like a christian uh, show like jan brewer kind of thing so we created this whole jan brewer and she was fantastic but it felt like it pushed it too far into parody like um like the characters uh the actors had it was a very very pink wig and a lot of makeup it was a little too comical like um so that was i think that's the only moment that uh, i will say when we wrote the original script it started off with a school shooting <laughs> silly face shot up to school oh, wow. which uh, we took out <laughs> we changed for obvious reasons. I'm glad to not have to go through that on all of my rewatches. I think you made I think you made right? a good choice. Yeah. On that one. Right. Um and the movie is so grounded that I can definitely feel you not wanting to like push it like too far. Another great choice that I always think about and one of the reasons I love the movie so much is the music. I mean, what a soundtrack um were those songs really important to you in in the different moments when they were coming up? I mean, I could go down the list, but it really is just like something to listen to. What one thousand percent one thousand percent in fact for the new one i've been listening to two songs in particular mm. um that that's with because to me it sets the tone for writing the film and then it sets the tone when you're watching the film and yeah music is like one thousand percent important um I love that, and and it really, to me, like, brought, I mean, which is, you know, the point, and one of the reasons that people love movies like, you know, Garden State is that um, it really helps to bring out the emotion in the, in what the characters are going through and what, what you're going through as a watcher. Yeah, yeah, it's huge, and it's also, the challenge is always, like, don't have too much, pull the music out here, add more here, Um, but I felt like we... Uh, you know, it's all it's all just a personal choice. I felt like we had a, a pretty good balance. I haven't seen the movie in a bit, but um, um, I think I saw it. I want to say two years ago, and I thought, oh, this is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this works. Okay. Oh no, yeah. I mean, it is. It's truly iconic, and I mean, there are so many uh, iconic, you know, props too. I mean, the Jesus. Can we just talk about the giant Jesus? I mean. And we don't. We aren't going to do any spoilers. Um, I mean, you can't. I don't really care. But um, there is a giant painted um, glowing Jesus in the parking lot of of the high school, y'all. And he really is just kind of like as because when you go through a, a year um, or maybe a little bit less with Mary and um, and that Jesus is just a staple that's there that's reminding you. You know, as time is passing, there are certain things that are staying the same. And did you did you just love that Jesus? When did that idea come up? to have him there uh, i actually don't remember where the idea came up um i think it probably you know, i think it was probably always there um i know the process was we wanted it to feel like an accessible nike um cartoon okay. <laughs> that was um like that it was sort of friendly and welcoming and that in a weird way that it represented like um, the true idea. And that's why symbolically when um, Hillary Faye tears it down, it's basically her tearing down her ideas of what she thought religion was. And then, you know, assume that at some point it gets rebuilt and hopefully done right, which of course it probably wouldn't. And it probably didn't as we can see now, Mm -hmm. but that was, 
behind it. I remember that was two things that I will tell you. One is my writing partner wrote the crash in the Jesus scene. And I was like, no, <laughs> you cannot, you can't crash. Can we? Okay. And then it was started, we started like talking through the process and it made sense to do it at the, and, and it's a great, I love that moment. And then my thing that he hated was uh, coming out as gay underwater. And <laughs> I, Cause I was like, yeah, but I remember being a kid and you would just go underwater and you do secrets to see if the other person can share. And I was like, well, like, there's so many coming out scenes. Like, how do we own ours? You know, so, um, so I won on that. But, but well, he that definitely... is the one and only coming out scene underwater in a backyard pool <laughs> with a, a CGI Jesus um, rescuing you after. That's the only one I've ever seen. So I think you. You know, you're holding the, the record on that one. Um, another, That's a great moment. I mean, so many great moments in the movie, y'all. Um, and, you know, the Jesus... Go ahead. I just weirdly saved this. It just always... It has this life that has just kept going and going and going. So someone sent me a text the other day saying that I was today years old when I realized that the Jesus at the pool wasn't a pool boy. They were a carpenter. And it was, <laughs> yes, that carpentry work outside he's got a saw he's got the whole thing and then the other thing i love about that scene is it was freezing it was in vancouver in october um we the actors had to get into that cold water jenna malone no problem like she was down um but the guy who played jesus was <laughs> he's freezing. like hold on like i gonna die and it was you know i was like cold just standing outside the water and it wasn't a heated pool it was like intense so anyway, a little bit of a side story there. Oh, oh, and another thing I love is when Dean cunks his head and sees Mary at the bottom of the pool. Yes. It's a piece of um, uh, wood. <laughs> oh, I love that. And, you know, I think I remember that from the um, the DVD oh. commentary. Yes, which uh, Netflix, if you're listening, or any of you other streaming services, you need to add a commentary option to movies. You're missing a lot of content. Okay, so Absolutely. let me just yes, throw sir. that out there. But um, okay, so you know, I'm glad Michael Urban, your writing partner, made that decision about the executive decision about uh, slamming into Jesus. That Jesus head is a prop that I've always wanted. I've also always wanted those damn American Eagle polos. Did, did, did please tell me you kept one for yourself? No, the only thing I have is a Christian Jules pin. Oh, that's and so a good. And a mock-up of the Jesus statue, which is about a foot high. Um, so beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You're an official jewel. I love it. And you, <laughs> and you know, so what a cast. I mean, I also want to thank you for igniting my love for Macaulay Culkin and Patrick Fugit. I mean, I, like, didn't know how much I needed them in my life until that movie. So I just want to thank you for that. <laughs> We're going to get into all of the great people that you've worked with over the years and amazing projects uh, that you did after Saved right after this break. Here at the Wayne Holtz Podcast, we get down and dive deep with the personalities you want to hear more from. Host, author, co-host on the Drew Barrymore Show. And a judge on RuPaul's Drag Racing, don't forget that. Ross Matthews. Filmmakers and Degrassi alums, Andrea Lewis and Mike LaBelle. Yeah, and when I when I got onto the show, everybody was so friendly. And um, and because we've seen people at auditions, like my very first audition, I saw Aubrey. I didn't even know myself so well back then, but I think casting 
Nailed it. I do feel like I was meant to play that role. The Tigre legend, J.D. Sampson. The Tigre was really all about coming out of Riot Girl and creating a damn space for people to talk about the same kind of things, but not in such an angry genre. It was almost like we can be angry and still be dancing. The bad boy of podcasting, Ryan Bailey. And I, I agree with you completely. Like, it is, uh, podcasts really are amazing because you really just get to talk to, uh, people that you actually want to talk to and there's like an excuse for it you know it is like sometimes these dreams that you go after like you're going to get a shot at it if you work hard but you might have to sacrifice something else in the way you don't want to miss this lineup of guests listen to the wayne holtz podcast on spotify apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows Hey, Waniacs, we are back on the Wayne Holtz podcast with legendary Brian Danley. I mean, from writing to directing to executive producing to working with some great talent. I mean, we were just talking about your movie Saved with Mandy Moore, Macaulay Culkin, and Jenna Malone from Donnie Darko, y'all. I can't believe it. And uh, speaking of great cast members, you got to reunite with Mary Louise Parker on Weeds. I mean, how was it jumping into a whole new new world with her i love mary louise parker um i would do anything with her for her she's also the only person i've ever made a music video with um but um it was great i mean look i love i know i know what's important to her i know how uh, um i know what she responds to as an actor um um she was very generous to me as a new director um when we made saves so that kind of carried through to weeds and i mean she's phenomenal i mean the, it's really everyone um she has set the bar for every actor that i've ever worked with for sure wow those are um you know impressive words all right miss mary and <laughs> i'm gonna have to dive into a little more of her work um and also you directed one of my favorite shows of all time and one that i think really was before its time and i still have i've faith for um pushing daisies which if it, no one has seen it um pushing daisies is kind of like desperate housewives meets dr seuss and so there's a lot going <laughs> on and i feel like we got to see a little bit more of your whimsical side directing that episode what was it like putting your skills to use in such a fantastical world oh my god it's it was perfect like i got to do the season finale which was very exciting for me um and i got to work with pb herman which was very exciting for me and susie kurtz and uh, um Kenilworth and uh, so many people on that show um, it's 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 a great lineup lee pace oh, um my it, heart it, right it was so did you see him in bodies 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 no i've been meaning oh my god i know oh, god you got to see bodies, 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 okay. and also such an iconic moment in that scene. Not with Lee, but with another character who breaks down. It's so good. The movie itself is like pretty good. I mean, I would say it's good. It's one of my favorite um, horror movies this year. Um, but there's this one scene that everything around it pales a little bit, but it is so perfect. Okay, I'm putting it on my list for tonight because anything Lee Pates, I mean, like he is just epitome i think he slept on sometimes i mean what a talent what a you know the beauty the charisma it's just oh no i just was gonna agree with you he's, he's fantastic and i mean working with Wee herm i mean like you got on on the right episode how was it working with that kind of like you know eccentric iconic kind of energy oh well Wee is so 
or Paul, whatever you want to call it, but he's so sweet and kind and um, wants to do a good job. Um, um, everyone was excited to have him there. He, um, he uh, makes great choices, like everything you want as a director. Um, fun to work with, made you feel good about the direction that you're giving, <laughs> all that stuff. I love that. And I'm sure the consummate professional, um, he's been in it for years. You also were, I mean, I feel like this is kind of, you know, iconic. You were the executive producer on the recent reboot of Queer as Folk, which was amazing. And um, what did it feel like to bring back and bring new life into such an iconic show? I mean... I feel like we were a little ahead of our time. Stephen, John, who created the show, um, was very passionate about uh, being unflinching about the characters he created. And I think um, I think we were a little ahead of it. Um, it. I mean, look, it was so... I think, I hope that all the work I do is a, mostly about the underdog, someone being seen, finding your voice, someone recognizing themselves in the character. The whole, the whole thing is important to me. So I felt like that was an opportunity to contribute to that. Uh, the cast was so amazing to work with. Um, Juliette Lewis, Kim Cattrall. Um, um, it was just crazy. Um, um and it was sad. It was like one of the, a very sad thing that it did not get picked up. Um, you know, uh, everything has a reason. I'm not a cheesy guy. But what a great uh, piece of work you made, and you should be proud of it, okay? Thank you. I know you are. And, I mean, uh, like I said, I, I was so excited for it. And, you know, the original was not only, like, my first introduction to gay people, but also, like, my first porn. And so I was just, like, ready for the <laughs> reboot. I loved it. And, uh, you know, it was it was a good run. And uh, speaking of, I mean, you had the run with In the Dark, of course, in the CW. But looking to the future, next week, March 9th on Paramount Plus, we have School spirits and i gotta tell you when i saw some of the people that were involved i was already like okay this is on my to-do list and then i saw the trailer and i was fully invested tell us about school spirits well um so school spirits is i don't want to i guess people will go in i guess they actually watch the trailer now but it's um first of all i have never ever 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 worked on a show that i loved more i've never worked with producers that i've loved more i've never it was unbelievable and it, it was so we were so under the gun um you know most shows you shoot in eight days this show you shot in seven days um it was very uh, challenging but um Honestly, I, I can't say enough about Megan and Nate who created the show. It, it, it they wrote a, a comic book um, that's coming out. I think it's coming out just right after the show premieres. I think um, about the show, which is how they got it. Um, and then we had Oliver, um, who was the executive producer or, or, or um, showrunner from um, um, Pretty Little Liars, and mm. everyone was like, "Let they let you be your." working your highest creative self, which is doesn't always happen on the show when you're a guest. Um, sometimes it can be very, uh, you're, you feel like your hands are tied, but they were just so like, 
it was i can't even tell you enough i loved i loved every second of it well i take that praise seriously and you know i feel like you know when you're watching the trailer you kind of you know everyone thinks oh, okay i know where this show is going to go but i have a feeling that it's going to go left at some point oh my god i cannot even tell i'm not uh... even thinking <laughs> i feel like they'll shoot me oh no of course of course oh my god but i am so ready and i mean the entire cast uh looks great and the people involved behind the scenes but oh my god you got to direct two guys that i love and admire spencer mcpherson and milo Mannheim. please oh tell god. me about them amazing okay so i can brag milo is astonishing uh. as an actor Yes. Just his timing is impeccable. There's this whole dance scene we did. And we, this is how the low budget the show is. We literally choreographed, and I say we, I mean Milo, choreographed that scene the morning of the time the day we shot it. And he is spectacular. Um, just like, uh, I can't say enough good things about Milo. And Spencer is the same. Like, Spencer is just like in it. He is like present. He is ready to make the hard choices. He takes amazing direction. He's kind. He Like, the whole cast is literally, I can't say enough good things about them. I cannot. That, no, and I love that you're bringing like all of their talents into it because you know Milo got second place on Dancing with the Stars, honey. Okay. I did not know that, and I know it was rumored. Like I just don't didn't know it. I didn't see it. I didn't. People had mentioned it, but yes, I, I don't go think back it... and watch some of those dances. He was just flinging himself around. I mean, he, oh. he is talented. He is so crazy talented and can do comedy, can do drama, can tap into an emotional moment. I mean, the guy is like insane. So good. And everyone's going to want to see his moves and all of the blood moves. I mean, it's going to be a paranormal um, school drama, everything I know you little Waniacs love. And that is School Spirits that's coming out next week, March 9th, on Paramount Plus. Sir. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I do want to give one more shout out to a show I did that I love. Yes. One of my favorite shows is I did um, Scream for MTV. Um, I think they're in talks. It's so good. It's one of those shows that kind of went under the radar. And if you haven't seen it, I implore you to watch Scream on um I did hear you mentioning that before, and I didn't get the chance to watch it, but I love the Scream movies, so I am definitely am going to dive into the series and, and dive into If the you movie. love the Scream movies, it just, I, know, I talk about it all the time. I don't know how long ago I did it, but it was one of my favorite experiences, and it is definitely follows, it has the feel of Scream, it um, has the humor of Scream, it's okay. like, um, it's good, I love it, loved it. Okay, that's we we have uh, two things on our to do list or a few things on our to do list, guys. Little Waniacs. <laughs> we've got bodies, bodies, bodies. We've got Scream, the television show. I love to do a little lightning round where I'm going to uh, name some of the people that you've worked with and just give me like a little phrase or a word or a funny story that comes to your head when you when you hear their name. So okay. let's start with Chris Colfer. Amazing, smart, funny, driven, talented, um, it, 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 insane, insanely good. Let's do Macaulay Culkin. 
Macaulay Culkin is, was the cheerleader of Saved. We've been work friends and friends-ish for since the film. I've had a couple projects with him that we've gone out with. Um, just kind and smart and funny. I really love Macaulay. And Legend, who um, you know pitched Mandy Moore so they could have a Princess Diaries uh, reunion, Miss Heather Matarazzo. Heather Matarazzo is, I always, I mean, I think of, we. let me just say, we have such an amazing role for her. I'm going to say, oh, I don't want to say that because she doesn't even know. But okay. we have written such an amazing um, role for her in the new Saved. It's one of my favorite things ever. Uh, but she, I feel like Heather is very groundbreaking, a truthful, and um, represents a lot of uh, people that don't have voices. And she's funny and smart, really smart. Um, I think I think any good actor is really smart, but Heather, Heather is very smart. I love that. Uh, Jenna Malone. Another one. I don't think she went to college, but Jenna was someone who read on set all the time. She could be playful and like you know stealing all the um, grips tools and 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 then when she came to do a scene, she was right on it. Like she was just a, a really joy to work with. Of Struck by Lightning and the Office fame, Angela Kinsey. Uh, still friends to this day. Angela is, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I, can't, I feel like I'm not saying anything mean about anybody, but, but Angela is funny, loyal. Um, my favorite thing about Angela is we did a scene where I'm, <laughs> I made her do the scene eating a, a, a Subway sandwich. Um, and uh, it was a great idea on paper, but and she tried it, but it was, um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was a lot. Of, uh, I think I ordered like eight of them, and we could barely get through one. Oh, those sandwiches can be messy, girl, too. Lord. <laughs> um, how about Patrick Fugit? Uh, another one. Like, um, I, Patrick, here's, I'll tell you the one thing about Patrick, the funny story about Patrick is there's a line in Saved where he is supposed to say, I'm totally adorable, and he hated saying that line. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I'm sure any straight guy would be like, oh no, please don't make me say this line. Um, but he uh, he did do it, obviously, perfectly. Um, again, kind, like, um, still to this day, a kind human being reaches out to me that's a great family. Um, good, another good human being. He really seemed like he had a beautiful spirit. Um, and just a couple more. Uh, how about Rebel Wilson? Another one. Oh my God, Rebel is like. I saw her in Bridesmaid, and I was like, <laughs> "Yes, get must get get her no matter what. Must be in film. Must I don't care." And and Rebel um, followed the character around who was who Chris wrote the character after and sort of picked up their manner. And she was amazing. The rebel is like, we have hours of outtakes of stuff that she did. That was funny. I love that. It was such a quiet movie and just like her subdued, but you know, too hilarious. Like character <laughs> was, I, I was, I was really crying like girl. And last but not least, um, you know, a real, real legend, a queen, Miss Allison Janney. Another one, I mean, you think how good was they're not uh, not everyone I worked with has been fantastic, I will say. I just want to say I that. Named, that's few, why I'm choosing the good ones. <laughs> I would say there are few, um, but very rare. Uh, but you know, here's here's my favorite thing about Allison. Um, 
is that Allison did a technique as an actor where she would stay half in character, which was incredible to watch. Like you'd give her direction and part of her was still in character, but not fully in character. Like her physicality would stay the same. Um, and my favorite scene I directed with her was when she broke down, when she found out that Carson was dead, um, was uh, astonishing to watch. Um, like such a, I mean, obviously she's a, she's such a i can't how how high can you put an actor that that's good that is that good I mean, she's amazing again kind words for for some great people of course if you haven't seen saved that was directed and co-written by our guest today you need to go watch it my favorite movie of all time if you wonder where wayne gets a lot of his humor it comes from good movies and television like this okay so Please make sure you're watching Saved. Please make sure you are tuning into School Spirits next week, March 9th on Paramount Plus. And following Mr. Brian on Instagram at B-P-D-A-N-N-E-L-L-Y. And watching out for whatever he does next. Thank you, Mr. Brian. Hey, thank you so much. You were amazing. I really appreciate it. Later, Wayneyites. The sound for this episode was produced and engineered by Nick Shane.